Hello, and thank you for joining us on the Hudson Valley Health and Sports Podcast, brought to you by Empire Performance PT, aimed at helping you live an enjoyable, fit, and healthy life in and around our community of the Hudson Valley. And now, here's your host, Dr. Tony Tanzi. Hey everybody, thank you for joining us on episode four of the Hudson Valley Health and Sports Podcast. I'm excited to have Grandmaster Paul Malello with me, who is the co-founder and co-owner of United Martial Arts Center, or UMAC, U-M-A-C, which has a total of 11 locations, four of which Paul is the co-founder and co-owner of, which are located in Carmel, in Fishkill, in Newburgh, and newly opening in LaGrange. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about what got Paul into martial arts, um, as well as how he teaches principles of life, not just martial arts. So, Paul, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Dr. Tony Tanzi. I'm very humbled, honored, and grateful to be here. And um, it is a big compliment for you to ask me to uh, serve you and your, your clients. Um, thank you. So, uh, but before we get started, let's, uh, we're going to dive into the full story about Paul. Uh, Paul, why don't, you, why don't you start us off by telling us you know, either how you got started, what inspired you to you know, take martial arts, or any kind of backstory you can give us. Well, funny you ask. I've been, uh, I'm, I'm going to be 45 in a couple weeks, May 19th. I'm going to be celebrating my 45th birthday. I'm very excited for that. I think as we get older, we should be getting better, and I'm on that journey and, and that mental journey. But uh, when I was seven years old, I was never the biggest kid. I was kind of short. Well, actually, I'm still kind of short. <laughs> I was really not that athletic. I wasn't that confident. I was kind of like an easy target. And I had a childhood bully. And his name was Tommy. And he lived on my block. He rode my bus. He was in my second grade class. He was on my baseball team. So pretty much everywhere I was, he was there. And he beat the crap out of me pretty much every day. And... Finally, my parents enrolled me in Taekwondo and about six to eight months went by and it was like top secret. Like nobody knew I was taking martial arts, right? So, you know, we'd like sneak into my mom's caravan at the time and, you know, leave the neighborhood and have my martial art uniform on and I take class, you know, a couple times out of the week and six, eight months go by and I get off the bus and I live in Putnam Valley at the time. I'm walking down Cherry Lane, which is my parents' road, and halfway through, there's Tommy starting to pick a fight with me. And I kind of, I'd like to say I verbally defended myself, but that didn't really work at the time. So I kind of like stepped back in a kicking stance, and um, he smiled like, what the heck are you going to do? And I remember kicking him in his nose. And he had a little blood come out. And I don't know who was more shocked, me or him. And I ran like a mother, (laughs) right? And what ended up happening is, ironically, he never picked on me again. We became childhood best friends. I was his best man in his wedding. And I was his best man in his second wedding. So So I thank him every day for beating the crap out of me. Because if he didn't, I would have never taken martial arts. I would have never been here today. And I wouldn't have all these businesses and wouldn't be here sitting here with, with you. So, um... That's what kind of inspired me into martial arts. Okay, and then from so from that, what um, how how, how did you initially? So you, you obviously took martial arts as a kid, and then you continued as an adult, or definitely, you know. So when um, I was your typical 
you know, try baseball, wasn't that great at it. Back then there was no lacrosse or football in my town. There was basically soccer and baseball were the two biggest things. And, you know, I think maybe Cub Scouts or something. And Cub Scouts really didn't work as, I don't know, I just didn't really fit into that mold and the other sports didn't work. And Taekwondo was a martial art, more for self-defense, but I kind of got into sport martial arts, sport Taekwondo, and I ended up competing, which was really cool is that... um, I was a kid that was able to compete and fight and spar in my weight class. And, you know, there are other little guys like me that I can compete against. And that was kind of cool. And I really fell in love with competition. And uh, that's what probably motivated me, inspired me to continue throughout my uh, teenage years up until where I kind of stopped competition due to a car accident. And then I fell in love with teaching and coaching others. And... um, that's where I believe I, I started pursuing it more as a career. Now, did you have, is there like a mentor you could kind of point out who guided you into more of that teaching role? Definitely. You know, my original instructor is no longer with us right now. And, you know, you talk about health and you talk about lifestyle. And, you know, my original teacher... Um, he was like, uh, you ever see the movie Karate Kid? Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking the <laughs> original Karate Kid, like Daniel's son of Mr. Miyagi. Yes, yes. And then it was the Cobra Kai dojo. Well, my original teacher was the Cobra Kai guy. Okay. Like all he did when I was a kid was teach us how to, how to fight okay. and go to tournaments and beat people up. And it was all physical, right? And so, it, listen, I developed a lot of confidence. And my intention when I started teaching was to help kids like me not get bullied, you know, and how do you do that? Well, teach them how to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? Teach them how to fight, you know, and it was all physical. And it wasn't until um, I really ended up spending a lot of time on myself when I first opened up my, my own martial art business. And it was, um, I read a book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I don't know if you ever read that book. Mm-hmm. I became addicted to personal growth, literally. And I started really working on my inside tools, which is really my mind game, how I thought. And, you know, at the time, I, I bought my original martial arts school from my original instructor back in like 95 or 96. And my main thing was I want to help kids, you know, not get bullied and develop confidence through martial arts. Mm-hmm. But I was making good martial artists, but I wasn't making good people, right? So to answer your question... That's when I was introduced to Grandmaster Kim. He became my Mr. Miyagi. Mm -hmm. And I kind of converted from like being the Cobra Kai instructor to Mr. Miyagi. Mm -hmm. And after reading the book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, and after meeting and training with Grandmaster Kim since then, and engulfing myself in personal development, like I've literally over the past 20 some odd years, Every book I got my hands on, I read. Every audio program I listened to. Every seminar I attended. Like I literally traveled around the world studying some of the most influential leaders on peak development, health, business, leadership. And it really impacted my personal life, my business life. And that's when it really inspired me to take martial arts and use it as a vehicle to create confident and successful people in all areas of their life. And then that's when it really shifted uh, myself, my business, my students. And we weren't just creating good martial artists or good fighters externally. 
we're really helping them in all aspects of their world. So you're creating more of a, a, a multi-dimensional um, facility. Yes, sir. Um, so is that, was that the goal all along, or did you switch to that after? At what point did you decide to bring in the, those other dimensions? into? It was... It was when I opened up my business in, I think it was like May of 96, and things weren't working, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? You know, I was like, you know, why do you want to be a martial art instructor? Go back to college, get your degree. You know, I want to be a school teacher, and, you know, you're going to fail. You're doing something stupid, and mm-hmm. and not that becoming a school teacher was bad or, mm-hmm. you know, but I really had a passion for martial arts that it helped me, but there was something missing in our program there was something missing in myself and uh i made that decision right there and when i started implementing a lot of that life philosophy i call that a lifestyle now i don't just teach martial arts we teach a lifestyle you know so when that happened there were like parents that were sitting in our waiting area listening to you know a lot back then it was a lot of children right people thought martial arts were for kids um and they would listen and say, wow, Master Malala, what you said really inspired me. And then before you know it, there were adults and parents joining my classes and the classes grew and families grew and the culture shifted. And the, here's the key word, the culture. The culture shifted in our business. Mm-hmm. The sh- culture shifted in our martial arts school. And there was something way bigger than myself, way bigger than what we were teaching, what, how to punch and kick and mm-hmm. self-defense. It's just, that's like little, like it was so much different and that's when the business grew and that's when the school grew and that's when the you know it would be it inspired these younger people to become black belts and then you know in, become instructors and become master instructors and that really developed a culture in our organization to create this lifestyle and inspire people to be also martial art professionals which now you know 20 some odd years later we scaled this thing out and I'm sitting here with you while I have, you know, three and a half, four locations. People are teaching in different communities, taking the message that we created. And I'm sitting here with you right mm-hmm. now. You know, I'm, I duplicated this model yeah. based on a passion and a lifestyle to help families and communities. So obviously everything you just said has gone into the building of your business. What are what would you say are some of the main values that that you bring? Like what's unique obviously everything you just said, but um, what is it like when someone experiences your, your business? Well, I like to say that there's got to be, a, a and, and in most businesses, you want to create an experience, right? So when someone comes into our martial arts schools, we want to be able to create a, a warm, positive, friendly atmosphere around not just fitness, but around building up someone's confidence. And a confidence could be, built in a child, but it also could be built in an adult. You know, I literally have adults that came into my martial arts school and go, you know what, Master Malala? I literally lost 25 pounds. My attitude shifted and my boss or my, you know, the owner of my firm noticed my leadership and my attitude and I got offered this position. I doubled my income. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm more focused uh, with my kids when I'm in my, my martial art class and their whole mentality shifts, you know? So you can have the worst day ever and you enter one of our centers, you're going to feel better and you're going to exit better. And then when you see your family, you see your kids, you're going to be more positive. 
And I think that's what's missing in our society. There's, there's this lack of this personal connection with people now with technology, kids, you know, always on freaking video games and stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, so when you're in martial art class, you know, you're engulfed in what we're doing and all you could do is focus on that moment. You're sweating, you're smiling, you're learning. I tell my staff, you got to have the SSL, make our students sweat, smile, and learn. When they come in there, you want them to, you want to change their physiology or their body language. You know, we're giving high five, there's music playing, there's respect and bowing, there's, you know, support in the community and the culture. And then all of a sudden they, they leave there feeling like that. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden when you're driving home, like you're happy. And then you, you get home, you're happy. And then hopefully you wake up happier and you go to work happier. And when, you know, you're with your clients and people that you see, you know, even if someone waves to you with one finger in traffic the next morning, maybe you smile back at them, you know, but it's this contagious energy that is created in that environment. And, you know, I think that's what's missing in, in most businesses is creating that culture. And then, so you have classes every night for all ages? All ages. So what's the, what does it go from? Definitely. I mean, we have kids that come in at, you know, say three and a half, four, five years old, and mm-hmm. we call that the dragon. So it's like, you know, customized curriculum geared to that age group, mm-hmm. which, you know, I like to say that I retired from that age group a long time ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So <laughs> my staff does a way better job than me working with those guys. But, you know, they get in there and they're teaching the content and they're just animated and they got to gear towards that age group. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we have kids classes that are just primarily for that younger elementary school kids. And then a lot of our most popular classes we call family classes. So family classes are just really mixed age groups. You know, there's a lot of kids in there, but majority of the adults that are in there are moms and dads. So we're a very family oriented facility, Mm -hmm. you know. And so um, when someone comes in, they might think that our program is just geared towards children and I Majority of adults, they, they think, oh, I can't do that. That's for kids. Really, it, it was really designed for adults, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And so once they get in there and they see it, they're like, wow, I can do this. And a lot of people, there's always this mystique about martial arts. You know, I get a lot of, oh, I, I wish I would have done this when I was a kid, you know? And they come in, they start doing it, and they primarily do it to inspire, support their children. But they, the adults fall in love with mm-hmm. it. <laughs> you know, sometimes I think they like it more than the kids. Yeah. Right. So aside from the martial arts class, I know you offer like an after-school program as well as a summer camp yes. program. Can you tell us a little bit about? Absolutely. It? Well, a long time ago, what are we? 2019. Yes. Right. So 19 years ago, um, we realized that there's a lot of working parents out there, and so I don't know about you or most people like. We lived on, I don't know how my parents did it, but Mm -hmm. I'm the oldest out of five kids. My dad was like this blue collar union electrician. My mom had the hardest job. She stayed home raising five kids. And I'm like, how did you guys do it? You know, on one income, you know, I don't know how you could do that nowadays, you know, in Westchester, Putnam, you know. Um, But in any event, a lot of parents are both working. And so what I've noticed is parents don't want their kids sitting in a daycare you know, or sitting in a babysitter Mm -hmm. or sitting in the cafeteria unattended. They want to do something. They want their kids to be active. They want them in a fun, safe environment and physically fit and hopefully learning some self-confidence. That's what I've realized. So about 19 years ago, we were very creative and we launched off this 
aftercare program. So basically, for the working parent, we pick the kids up from the schools with our vans, our UMAC vans, and we bring them back to our facilities. They do martial art class daily. There's life skills, there's character development, there's physical fitness until, say, 6 o'clock. Parents get out of work, pick their kids up, and you know we bridge that gap for that working parent. So um, that is one aspect of our, our business model that we offer, which, you know, people made fun of us 19, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a babysitter, you know, as a, from a martial art industry. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's a need that a service that people want. And our aftercare kids end up becoming our best students because they're five days a week. Majority of my staff are kids that started my aftercare program mm-hmm. and they're homegrown. They, they love it. Because they lived, they lived it, they breathed it, they're passionate, they're, they're examples. Like, as a parent, my kid, our kids are going to be 11 and 13 this week. You know, I'm looking at my staff going, I want my kids to grow up like these kids, these mm-hmm. teenagers. They're like uncommon teenagers. You know, go around, you know, no offense, but go to the po- post office over here. Yeah. Look across the street, the high school is there. Yep. Just take a look at some of the kids that walk up and down the street. Yeah. And then I go to my, my facility up here in Carmel and take a look at what we're breeding. And I go, There's two, they're two different kids, mm-hmm. you know, two different teenagers. You know what I mean? They've been in our environment. They're respectful. They're honor roll kids. They're athletes. They're, you know, they're public speakers. They make eye contact with you. To me, that's more valuable than teaching a kid how to punch and kick. Mm-hmm. They are unbelievable leaders. And I want my kids to grow up like that, right? So we created that aftercare program. And then what happens after school's over? Well, we have a full, full-blown full summer camp. Mm-hmm. We're licensed by the health department. We open up at 7.30 in the morning. We're there till 6. We take the kids to Splashdown. We do hiking. We do martial arts. Mm-hmm. You know, We do all that cool stuff with them to keep them you know, busy and physically fit in a fun environment. And then, so let's, let's dive into a little more of the business side. So it's... Um, you mentioned you're the co-founder and co-owner. So you are co-founder, co-owner with your brother? Yeah. So I, I started, you know, I opened up my business in 96. It wasn't United Martial Arts Centers. Mm-hmm. Uh, originally, it was Taekwondo Educational Center. Okay. Right? And uh, that's what I, how I started. I had a, uh, a martial art childhood best friend. Uh, his name is Chris Burlow. He's now Grandmaster Burlow. Mm-hmm. And then we have another colleague, um, Joe Bedini. Who also all the three of us trained as kids in martial arts. You know, he had a martial arts school in Ridgefield. My my buddy Chris Burlow had a martial arts school in Briarcliff, and we had another colleague of ours had a, a school in Warwick, New York. The f- four of us kind of got together, and we used to do all these events collectively. Colla- you know, we collaborate and brainstorm, almost like a mastermind. And we said, you know what, we're doing all this stuff together. Let's make an organization. And so we kind of created and founded United Martial Arts Centers. So we each independently own our own locations, mm-hmm. but we're the ones that kind of created this, this organization. And then my brother, Master Anthony Malella, is eight and a half years younger than I. And when he was old enough, he you know worked for me part-time, but now he's my partner. Mm-hmm. So we own together now, right, uh, Carmel UMAC, Fishkill UMAC, Newburgh UMAC, and we're opening up LaGrange and we're closing on the building May 1st. What's the anticipated open date. Well, I, li- I like to, you know, respectively look at my contractors and say, um, we're closing May 1st and we already have students enrolled in our summer camp for July 1st. Okay. So uh, positive peer pressure to get this done, <laughs> right? 
And now Carmel was the first location yes. that you opened? Okay. Yes. And then came Fishkill? Fish, then, then Fishkill and then, and then Newburgh. Okay. Um, now, all, each location offers all the same services. So yes. They all offer the classes, the after-school program. And, and the, all the our center. staff are homegrown. So everyone okay. that's in each or one of our locations gone through the program. have been students of ours since they were little kids. Okay. And one of my, my mission or part of my, my inspiration is to open up these locations, not only to impact more communities with our message, mm -hmm. but really I want to give, you know, these martial art instructors or professionals, mm -hmm. I want it to be a respected industry. Mm -hmm. I was told that becoming a martial art professional was a dumb idea. Like go back to college, get your degree, you know, mm -hmm. and do this. You know, I want it to be respected just like a doctor, a lawyer, you know, that you can do this profession and be respected, impact people's lives, be healthy, be happy, and make a difference and do well financially. You know, so my objective is to open up these locations so these people that work for me can do what they love and then eventually buy and own that business and continue this legacy that we're creating. So what's the goal? Is the goal to be where you're at now? What is the ultimate goal for UMAC? Well, I'd like to say that we're, we have UMACs in each community across, you know, uh, Putnam, like Putnam, Westchester, Dutchess, you know, and, and work our way up. You know, if you take a look at a map and you see where Carmel is and then you look where Fishkill is and Newburgh is and LaGrange is, you know, I'm, I'm maximizing this, de this demographic, yep. right? So every location that I seek is going to be somewhere within 10 or 15 minutes from an existing location, mm -hmm. right? Um, so I know that we have people in our pipeline that I have kids that are going to college and going, sir, I graduate in four years. I want, I want to open up a UMAC. Like I know that's happening. I already have like a farm club of okay. leaders ready to rock. Yep. And so um, it went from opening up Carmel and then doubling the, the size of Carmel. Mm -hmm. So I bought that building in 2000. And for those who know this area, it was the old Brewster Glass building. It was mm -hmm. abandoned at the time. And then within five years, I put an addition on right when the recessions hit. <laughs> I was like, it was like insane, right? But I doubled the size of it. Mm -hmm. And then within the next couple of years, we opened up Fishkill. In the next couple of years, we opened up Newburgh. And then now it's Newburgh only opened up two years ago. So I think I'm accelerating my timeline on opening one, mm -hmm. you know. So, um, but I, I had a young instructor that was roaring to go so that was really inspired me to open up lagrange okay. you know so when i have someone that's ready and inspired that was really my driving force otherwise you know how it is to open up a business yep. and then we also i'm very fortunate we we buy the real estate mm -hmm. you know and that's one strategy for anyone that's a business owner an entrepreneur out there you know i i, I preferably you know, I'm, I wasn't supposed to be the, the smartest kid growing up, but there's one thing I, I did well is learned from my financial mentors is to buy the, the mm -hmm. real estate. So each one of our locations, we own our properties. Now, UMAC, going off on a little tangent, has become almost a stepping stone for other businesses because you have Empowered Mastery, which I'm going to have you back on the podcast yes, to discuss that. Um, if you wanted to Check out, uh, you have a book, You Have Infinite Power, just to give you yes. a little plug on Thank that. Thank you. Um, where is that? Where could they get that? Uh, you can go to um, Amazon. Amazon. You okay. can go and to Amazon. Barnes & Noble. Okay. You can go to audible.com. It's okay. on there. You Have Infinite Power. Okay. Yeah. Um, so 
is that a vision you have for as you open? Is that everyone like they got they go through your program, they become you know, say an owner of a, a UMAC and then they kind of build into continuing to teach it outside of the the center? Well, we, well, definitely, yes. I would love to inspire someone first to become a black belt, mm-hmm. right? That's just, that's the first step in stone. So when someone comes in, you know, we definitely want, one of my goals as a teacher is it's like, kind of like, you know, have a, being a parent saying, well, I want my kids to graduate high school. Okay, good. Well, that's like me saying, I want my, all my students, kids or adults become black belts. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, let's inspire them to become leaders. Like they don't have to work for us. Some do, most do, mm-hmm. but just become an instructor. There's a whole leadership program that we created, mm-hmm. right? That literally, like you have parents that listen to some of the content that we teach in our leadership classes and they're going, sir, like this material is like off the charts, like I can't believe you're teaching this to kids. Like this should be like for our educators in, in the public school system or for corporations, which I do teach this, mm-hmm. that stuff to corporate. I was in Manhattan all yep. day speaking, <laughs> teaching the, this stuff to corporations, right? Yep. You know, but we're teaching it to kids. Because why? Because they're going to be the future leaders of our communities and countries. Yep. So why hold off and teach them this information, right? So a lot of the content that I have in my book and I, I, that I do coach executives and, and professionals, I it teach to kids. Yeah. So like that stuff, they get, you know, they get in our, in our curriculum. So it's a part of my leadership program. So I'll, we literally, I created content that's 10 years of content that someone could be a student of our martial art in our martial art program. And they have not only physical curriculum, but they have leadership curriculum up to 10 years that can take them from black belt to instructor to senior instructor to master instructor, which is about 10 years. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of those people just love to be master instructors and just have that identity or they want to be professionals and open up a business. Yeah. So what, um, getting back to like, if someone, what advice would you have for someone who's never tried martial arts and um wanted to give umac a try what advice would you have for them I know just we, do it yeah. <laughs> right nike says it the best don't they yeah you know you're wearing a nike shirt by the way yep. which is hysterical right but you know one of the things that i'm sure you, you know most health professionals get or what do i have to do to before i start mm-hmm. um decide just come in yeah Right. I know before we even were recording, I wish we were recording it. You talked about the four D's. Let's, yeah. Let's, All why right. don't you go into the four D's? Cool. Well, the four D's, I guess the first one is decide, mm-hmm. right? And I think that is the most difficult of the four is make a decision. Because some people are like, should I do it? Should I not do it? Should I do it? Should I not do it? Just freaking to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Decide. Right? So whatever it is, I don't care if it's a business decision, it's a health decision, it's a decision on taking your kid on a vacation, just Mm -hmm. make a decision. Once you and I make that decision, the second thing we have to do is declare it. So we were talking earlier, right? Mm -hmm. And you just told me, you shared with me that you're gonna do another what? Iron Man. Yeah, which is, I think is great, it's awesome. (laughs) I love it, every time you say it, I get chills, right? That's awesome, right? So you said, I'm gonna do an Iron Man. So notice what I did, audience. He decided already, but I'm having him what? declare it he's declaring it to this entire podcast (laughs) audience dr tony tanzi is now declaring to everybody that he's running this iron man okay now when you declare it publicly 
wow, there's a lot of accountability on you, isn't there? Yeah. Like everyone's gonna be like, oh, Dr. Tony, how's your training going? Oh, how's your training going? Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't do it, you have to look like, you will look like another D that I can't even say in this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because yeah. you would make, you'd be like a big D. Yep. You'd be like the, the number one D yep. if you don't do it. Okay, mm-hmm. Richard. <laughs> I'm making everyone laugh, hopefully. And that's actually Paul Malella speaking, not Grandmaster Malella. But in any event, that's the second D, right? Decide, declare it, right? So whatever I do, I I actually, I post it. I announce it in my seminars. Not to show off or brag, but I'm holding myself what? Accountable. Accountable. Yeah. Okay? So in our martial art program, when someone comes in and they decide to be a black belt, we have a different uniform that is different, that's significant. And they have shirts that says, I'm a future black belt. And we announce it to everybody in class. Now they're declaring it. This is what I'm doing. They're telling the truth in advance, okay? What's the third D is discipline. Now discipline are the little things that you and I have to do every single day to help us get to that what? Goal, Mm -hmm. right? So after here, now I've been in this, I left my house at 6 a.m. I was in the city speaking for two and a half hours. I commuted back up. I was on four coaching calls, three coaching calls in a row. I actually snuck in a workout and came up, raced up here and did this podcast with you. And then after this, I'm going to meet my wife because we have an appointment to run together because Mm -hmm. we also committed to not an Ironman, but a half marathon on Father's Day. I'm declaring it. Okay. The new Pulse Challenge. I remember when you did that first one. I know. But this time I'm doing it with my wife. Okay. Right? Well, I mean doing the race with my wife. Yes. Right? That'd be not appropriate to say what I just said. But yes, running the race with my wife. Okay? So in any event, I have to practice with her. Yep. Because it's her first one. So I made a commitment to that. That's discipline. Mm -hmm. What's the last one? Four, dominate. Now... If you're an overachiever like Dr. Tanzi is, he wants to dominate like everybody. But more importantly, you want to dominate yourself. So personal best, right? Dominate means dominate you. Overcome your fears. Overcome your doubts. Just do your personal best to dominate and be as successful as you can. So those are the four Ds. Okay. Now, those are, no matter what age you start at, those are always... Part of the program. So like everyone, you said the different jersey and all that. So there'll be different ages wearing that different jersey. Yeah. So in other words, like when someone comes in, they're definitely getting like a white martial art uniform. Okay. Right. And so that's basically showing that they're a beginner. They're in our basic program and it's like pure, it's clean, right? Mm -hmm. And then probably in the first couple of months, we're kind of qualifying and seeing how people are doing. And if they like it and they want to make a decision to become a black belt, then we have like a blue uniform. Mm-hmm. That symbolizes they're making a commitment to black belt. Mm-hmm. Then you see people floating around wearing gray uniforms. These are people that probably made the commitment towards black belts and now they want to become what? Instructors, right? And then the people in the black uniforms are actually instructors. And their commitment now is to become either senior instructors or master instructors. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, there's different uniforms or we call it dobokes, right, in the martial arts that signif- that show, you know, a little bit of a significance of what decisions they've made in their martial art training. So that's Now, is there are there different avenues for someone who wanted to have their child try it? 
so to speak? Of course. We always do some type of trial program, you know, so uh, I'm sure on our website, we're always running a bunch of specials. But uh, one of the biggest ones that we have is sometimes you do like a, a month special. Sometimes we do two weeks for $20 or three classes for $20. A lot of uh, the kids that come in, they, we, we do a lot of promotional birthday parties. So the kids get to c- come in for a birthday party and our staff kind of gives the birthday party attendees, you know, a, a trial program and it's a pretty good deal. I think it's like 20 bucks for two weeks in our uniform. Usually uniform is like $50. So um, I think that's really a good a way for someone to come on in and try it out, check our, out our culture and see what we're about and see our staff and, and, uh, and try it from there. Now, I know one of the common questions we kind of went over, a few common questions you get all the time. Uh, can the whole family come? I know you kind of answered that, but speak to a little bit more about the whole family. Definitely. So we have a family plan. So you have two people enrolled. Everyone else is for free. Now, through my statistics, the average household has, you know, two children. So when they come in, primarily a mom and dad come in and they want to inquire about their children. So they enroll their two kids. And then I look up and say, oh, Mr. Mr. Tansy, you know, our family plan is you have two people enrolled. Everyone else is for free. Now, now you can't leave, right? Because you have no excuse, right? So it's, it's there, you know? So, and we found is that the moms and dads that do it, that take class with their kids, it inspires the kids. How many things can you do with your children? I mean, I mean we snowboard with our kids, right? But what else can you do? Like I, I take my kid to the lacrosse field or the baseball field, the football field, I'm on the sidelines. You know, I take my daughter to her play practice and I'm in the sidelines or in the, in the stands, right? So how many things can you do with your children? So when they're out there together, now you're a family. And we always say the family that kicks together sticks together. It's like this little statement that we say. And what I've found is that when you're training together as a family, we found that the retention of them as a family continues to make it the black belt. Is that the statistics are a lot greater. So I rather not charge the mom and dad mm-hmm. because I believe that will keep them longer if they're they're training together as a family. Okay. So then, who who would you describe as your perfect customer or client? Like someone who tends to do extremely well within your business model. Well, honestly, what I've found over the past couple of years is, you know, we're really not getting that that athlete. So, you know, you grew up on lacrosse and all, right? And you did that. But nowadays, I'm noticing that if my son doesn't play lacrosse all year round, he's kind of like behind. I don't know if you noticed that or not. Like, Mm -hmm. right? So when we were younger, you did seasonal stuff and then whatever. Martial arts is all year round, you know? But we're finding that a lot of kids that we're getting probably aren't playing those traditional sports, right? So uh, the parents that were coming in, you know, maybe they're not at the gyms. They want to be fit. They want to exercise. You know, uh, maybe they're intimidated by the, 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 the health clubs in the gyms. And the kids didn't really kind of mesh into like the organized sports thing. And, you know, maybe the culture, you know, it's really hard for me to go to like organized sports events. Yeah. You know, I'm competitive, but it doesn't mesh with my 
who, you know, my values, like the people are cursing and, you know, yeah. I curse every now and then, you know, not Master Malella, like I'm at UMAC, never, never, never. But, you know, you know honestly, you yeah. know, so like when I have to coach my clients, I, I have to get a little intense. So that kind yeah. of pops out a little bit, right, as a public speaker. Um, but, you know, on the sidelines, some of these parents are crazy, you know, and what is that teaching the kids, right? That environment at UMAC isn't like that. So... For people that want to have a, a good environment, teaching uh, respect, there's discipline, there's some traditional uh, culture there. It's a good environment, warm, non-judgmental. Uh, kids, honestly, it's a great opportunity for not only children, but for adults just to develop self-confidence and goal set and take on a positive identity and image. You know, uh, the kids that come into our program, when they say, I'm a future black belt, I'm a future instructor, I have teenagers that says, I'm instructor so-and-so, you know, that's who they are. That's their image. It's really powerful, I think. You know, we're creating uncommon leaders that I believe make a positive impact in their world. I had two of my old employees just graduated last year and went off to college. They were my aftercare program. Two, two twins, actually. And the, the, you know, two, dad had two kids, same age, in our aftercare. It's, you know, he made a, quite an investment. They've been in the program since they were like, I don't know, kindergarten or first grade, you know, all the way throughout their whole entire school career till they graduated. He came into my office by himself after they were leaving, and they were employees of mine. And he goes, Mass Malala, I just wanted to just tell you, like, both my boys got scholarships academically. It's saving me hundreds of thousands of dollars you know i always was like thinking because they, they both worked so we needed the aftercare he goes all right all the money that we invested in our boys not only for the aftercare but you know for martial arts and the in the investment and the graduations years and years and he calculated up he goes definitely was worth every penny because both my boys got colleges so one got like some kind of super crazy academic and leadership scholarship to Syracuse. One got another one somewhere else. And he's like, I can't even, it was a lot of it was because they went through this program. They became black belts. They became instructors. We put it on their resume. They did community service hours. It was their interview was off, you know, off the charts and the high honor roll and respect and all these things. And he just thanked me for it. So, that's right. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, anything else you wanted to on the topic of UMAC before we get into some quick answer questions? I don't know. Whatever you want to ask, yeah. I'm good. I'm... Oh, all right. So let's. Uh, everyone gets these questions, so you have to you have to answer them. Uh, any place you're looking to explore or experience around the Hudson Valley? Well, I love. I believe the Hudson Valley is unbelievably gorgeous. So, you know, when we. The next half marathon we're doing, it's the New Pulse, right? So th that area is unbelievably gorgeous. And then uh, there's also that Rhinebeck area over there, mm -hmm. right? It's on the Hudson Valley. It's unbelievable. So, you know, when I go ahead and run and I, I have to remember to just take a, a, a pause and just take a look at where where the heck I am and yeah. soak it in, right? Actually, we me and my brother rode up to New Pulse last week. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, all right, favorite place you like to go that promotes healthy living? 
Mohawk Mountain, which is actually not too far away. It's in New, yeah. New Pulse. Yeah. Right? Right I should open up, up a school in New Pulse. You should. You should run on top of the mountain. You got to run up the mountain. That's um, what is your favorite restaurant and why? Countryside Kitchen on Route 6 in Mayapak. My, my man, Lee. Why? Just because my grandfather owned a luncheonette. It just reminded me of his restaurant that he had like a, when he was in Yonkers. And you know he's right there open in the kitchen. His food is off the charts. It's just a great environment. And it's not only mine, but my wife and kids' favorite spot to eat. Um, any tip or recommendation on the topic of staying healthy? Can I give one or two tips? You could. All right. Yeah, floor's yours. So definitely drink half your body weight in ounces of water. I think people neglect that. I carry a jug or a gallon of water with me. Literally, when people see it, they're like, do you drink a whole... Like, I had someone in the elevator ask me, you drink all that a day? I'm like, yeah, every day. And so hopefully it inspires people to drink your water. Uh, that's number one. If you don't do not meditate, I challenge everyone to learn about meditation, uh, read about meditation, just attempt meditation. It is like turning off your cell phone and recharging it, your battery. We all need that. There's so much going on in our worlds. And I believe that learning to meditate and kind of impl implementing that into a daily regimen, it'll be extremely valuable, whether it's just to calm down, right? Or visualize. Well, you and I were just talking about visualization. Yep. You know, I visualize, just, I just came back from Korea and I visualized some of the things I had to do in my, my, my promotion test. That, and then you just visualize, you said about running and, yep. you know, finally beating his older brother in a race. <laughs> I hope he's not listening, right? <laughs> Your little brother finally got you because he visualized, he meditated. And so I think that's important. And uh, the third thing I would have to say is a lot of people do not eat a lot of vegetables. And so if you don't eat vegetables, then, you know, one of the things I do is I have a good friend, Ted Parker, who owns um, uh, Vibrant I'm, Health, yeah. okay? And he has some unbelievable products like green vibrance, mm -hmm. which is off the charts, a scoop of that, it's like, you know, you could turn into a vegetable, right? Yeah. Pure energy. It's just unbelievable. So um, those are the top three that I would recommend. Okay. Um, for people who want to find out more about UMAC or get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? UMACNation.com is our website. Okay. And uh, wherever you are, you can find any of our locations, not just mine, but some of the other UMAC locations in Westchester and uh, Putnam and Duchess. You know, I am uh, Master Paul Malella Jr. on Facebook and on LinkedIn and Instagram. I'm all over the place. And if they're not going to find me there, then they're going to see me through empoweredmastery.com or any of my content, uh, you know, blogging or my podcast or the book, You Have Infinite Power, that's just a whole nother world of that kind of evolved through uh, my martial art businesses. All right. Um, so, Paul, thanks for coming on. Um, it was a pleasure to have you. All of the show notes, and I think Paul said he's going to be making a special promotion to all of our uh, listeners, are going to be available at empireperformancept.com forward slash podcast uh, as always if you have any recommendations for someone you would like to have on the podcast please send me an email at tony t-o-n-y at empireperformancept.com uh, again paul thanks again for coming on it was a thank pleasure you sir you. thank you thank you thank you All right. 
Thank you for tuning in to the Hudson Valley Health and Sports Podcast, brought to you by Empire Performance PT. If your pain is preventing you from staying healthy, active, or playing sports, and you'd like to avoid surgery, pain medication, or just want to get back to doing the things you love in and around the Hudson Valley area, we offer both a free ebook and free over-the-phone consultation to help you figure out the root cause of your pain and the next best steps to resolving it. Find our ebooks online at empireperformancept.com forward slash friends. There you'll find ebooks for topics such as back, knee, and shoulder pain, as well as running and athletic injuries. These quick-to-read reports all provide you with expert tips, tricks, and exercises to help you solve your pain from the comfort of your own home. Just visit empireperformancept.com forward slash friends to download your ebook and have it delivered directly to your inbox. We also offer a free no-obligation phone consultation with a doctor of physical therapy to Hudson Valley residents. Just call us at 845-225-2000 or text the word CONTACT to the same number, 845-225-2000, to schedule a call with us. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on the Hudson Valley Health and Sports Podcast.